Now we tend to spend a lot of time thinking about our rights. We think about what we deserve. We have an idea about what we deserve, and we have an idea about what our worth is. And we want to be appreciated, and we want to be valued. More than that, we think that we deserve to be appreciated and valued. Not only do we know and understand what our worth is, we also tend to put value on other people. It may not be good, but it is very common for us to compare ourselves to other people. We look at how hard we work as compared to how hard they work, and if they get more stuff than us for less work, we get jealous, and we may complain, this isn't fair. This is exactly what happened in our parable today. The parable that Jesus was telling has people saying this isn't fair. He said, For the kingdom of heaven is like a master of a house who went out early in the morning to hire laborers for his vineyard. When he found the first laborers, they agreed to work the whole day for a denarius. Now this was a common and well-deserved day's wage, a denarius. And the laborers, they were happy to find this work. For now they could go back and they could provide for their families. But the focus of this parable, it shifts quickly from the laborers to the actions of the master of the vineyard. Jesus continues that the master of the vineyard, he goes out the third hour, the sixth hour, the ninth hour, and the eleventh hour. Now the whole day was the twelve-hour workday, and here he is going out at the eleventh hour. What in the world is he doing? By the time he got these people at the eleventh hour back to his field to work, they may only have a half hour to 20 minutes of work left. Well, it seems like instead of actually being in need of workers, this man was looking to go out and provide for workers who were in need. Look at what is said when he approaches the people at the last hour of the workday, the 12th hour. It says, And about the eleventh hour he went out and found others standing. And he said to them, Why do you still stand here idle all day? They said to him, Because no one has hired us. And he said to them, You go into the vineyard too. You see, these people, they needed work. They weren't actively looking for it, but they needed it. And they didn't refuse it when it was offered to them. Now here's how everything came together. When evening came, the owner of the vineyard said to his foreman, You call the laborers and pay them their wages, beginning from those who were hired last up to those who were hired first. And when those who hired first at about the eleventh hour, they came and each one of them received a denarius. Now when those who were hired first came, they thought, 
that they would receive more. But each of them also received a denarius. And on receiving it, they grumbled at the master of the house, saying, These last only worked one hour. You have made them equal to us who have borne the burden of the day and the scorching heat. Now this text really struck me. I was struck because it sounds familiar to things that we say to one another all the time. We are always talking about what's fair, what's unfair. I mean, I even think if I, somebody like pulls into the parking spot just before me, even though I have my blinker on, I'm outraged. And we say things like, they got an A on that exam and they didn't even study at all. Or my resume was so much better than his, but I heard he's got a family connection. And so, of course, he gets the job over me, even though I'm better qualified. And, we've, and how about this? I do my best to do what is right. I go to church, I try to live a good life, and nothing ever goes right for me. That guy, he doesn't do anything right, and yet he's got the nice paycheck, the beautiful children, the beautiful wife. What is up with this? I know that even pastors do this. I know that pastors are guilty of complaining about their pay. They're guilty of complaining about locations where they serve. And they're guilty of complaining about the difficulty of their ministry and their parishioners. Now, of course, I never complain about you guys. (laughs) But since we are comparing ourselves to others, do you want to hear something crazy? And I just, this just clicked in me this, this week. Baby Casey, who was baptized today, gets the same heaven as the Apostle Paul, who was imprisoned, who was whipped, mocked, and scorned for the sake of sharing the good news of Jesus. This man... Was mocked, or this man was beaten 39 lashes of a whip minus one because he wouldn't shut up about Jesus. And yet, he gets the same heaven as Casey. In fact, if you think about it, if it would not have been for Paul's sacrifice... Many of us, we wouldn't be here. Paul and the rest of the apostles who died so that they could share Jesus. Our reward, their sacrifice. This thought really challenged me. Sometimes I think it's hard for me when I'm misunderstood or when people get upset with me or when I spend another week outside of my cushy office that's being prepared. (laughs) But St. Paul could look at my life, and he could rightfully say to God, 
that guy? He has not worked the scorching heat at all. He was the 11th hour. He's put in a good solid half hour, maybe. And that imposter gets the same reward as me? But Paul, he didn't think that way. When he looked at himself, he didn't think of his worth. He thought of his sin. He thought of all the reasons that he didn't deserve heaven. The thought that he actually persecuted Christians came to his mind. But for Paul, guess what? All the sacrifice, it was never about him. As he bore the heat of the day, he wasn't thinking, man, this stinks, when is my pension going to kick in? He was not thinking those types of things. He saw something that the men in this parable failed to see. You see, after the field or the men in the field complained to the master of the house, he replied, Friend, I am doing you no wrong. Did you not agree with me for a denarius? Take what belongs to you and go. I choose to give to the last worker as I give to you. Am I not allowed to do what I choose with what belongs to me? Or do you begrudge my generosity? So the last will be first, and the first last. You see, this parable is not about what anybody deserves. It's not about that at all. It's actually about the goodness of God. Rightfully, no one, not even Paul, deserves anything. We often confess that we deserve nothing but temporal and eternal punishment. And yet the master of the vineyard called, came to this earth and he came looking for us. Not that he needed us, but to give us worthless workers what we needed and thankfully not what we deserve. Jesus said the Son of Man has not come to condemn the world, but to save it, to give it what it needs. He came looking for us early in the day and he continues to look for others until the day that is, that is this age reaches the 11th hour. He knows that we, when we cannot live without Jesus, he knows that we cannot live without Jesus, who is the daily bread, so to speak, that came down from heaven. Only Jesus has made it possible for us to have a new heaven and a new earth, a new vineyard, that none of us could have earned. And since day one in the Garden of Eden, there has only truly been one worker who has borne the scorching heat of the day. How did he do it? Since that one day when man destroyed God's vineyard, called earth, Jesus, and the Bible records it, 
The Bible records from day one of his labor all the way to this day, to the last day. Jesus has borne the scorching heat. He has borne the heat of the day. And his work, it is to come and to save us, quote, (laughs) air quotes for the audio, us laborers, to save us laborers. He has come to save us and to give us what we need, not what we deserve. We are all in the same boat. We all rely on the generosity of the master of this vineyard called earth. And he has sought you out. And today he has applied the work, the reward of Jesus' work to baby Casey. She gets the denarius that he earned. He is the denarius that she received. He is the bread of life. And Jesus has sought you out today. And he does not begrudge the fact that you nor Casey have done absolutely nothing to earn heaven. He doesn't say, God, Father, why are you allowing these people in? He's saying, Father, I have died and I have rose so that they could come in. And Jesus rejoices that those who were in need, that's you and I, now have bread from heaven that leads to eternal life. And in the same way, with Jesus, we want to rejoice when we see others who have good fortune. We do not, we do not want to be jealous of them. When someone gets an A, we want to say, awesome. I'm happy for you. When somebody gets that job, we turn and we say, Lord, you must want something else for me. And I pray that you would bless that person in that job. And we want to rejoice with those who have. And we want to give to those who have not. We don't contemplate whether or not they deserve what they've got. Because if we are honest, we understand how we don't deserve anything good that we've got. Right? But the God of all mercies has given us Jesus, who willingly laid down his life, that we could have eternal life that we could never earn. So we too want to gladly forgive And we want to gladly do good to everyone, even those who have sinned against us. We are too blessed by our Lord to hold back any good thing from others. We are no longer jealous of our neighbor. Instead, we we rejoice with him and contribute to his need. 
Because in Jesus, we have everything that we need, even eternal life. And now may the peace that surpasses all understanding guard your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus until he returns for you. Amen.